All right. Welcome back to episode 26 of the 20 Pages Book Club. On today's episode, we go through a quick weekend recap, recapping our Christmases since we had a quick break between our last book. Then we will be talking about our next book, The Road by Cormac McCarthy, talking through pages one through 38. We give our immediate thoughts on the book thus far, uh, what we like, what we don't like. And then we go into a meme competition. Uh, so looking forward to another great episode. Let's go. All right, welcome back. Episode 26. We're back after a uh, three week break from Christmas. Um, I know it was much needed for all the guys. I don't know what Tyler's doing, but uh, it was much needed. So, uh, why don't we do a quick uh, weekend recap um, from our breaks to see how everyone's uh, break was? Kevin, start us off. How was that? Oh, shit. Break. Uh, it was good. Went by, actually, it felt really long because we had that whole week between. Christmas and New Year's off, so spent a lot of time with family, friends. Didn't really do anything crazy for New Year's. Christmas was just back in the St. Charles area. Uh, the most exciting thing I probably did was go to the Packers-Bears game this past Sunday, which was exciting going there, and then we just got dismantled. Our offense looked horrible. Uh, I just got berated by Packers fans, got belittled. Actually, I made some cool friends, though, but they're both Packers fans. They were trying to get me to go out with them afterwards. And I, I was a little little drunk when we were when we got into the game, and I bet them each, like, 20 bucks that the Bears would win. And then I I thought they'd forget. And then on my way out, they're like, yo, here's our Venmos. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> so that was tough, but it was a fun, it was a fun environment. Packers, Packers fans are, like, decent people. I saw an Eagles game there once, and they were all really nice. Yeah, they're all really cool. I'm sure it's di- different as division rivals. They're just they're like cool. giving, they were giving me shit, but then like they'd be like, "I'm just playing," you know that, right? I'm like they have to play, they have to feel bad for you guys. I mean, you got they're like yeah, they kind do. of over you guys in like the last ten games. Funny. Well, I'm Tyler just was, uh, I'm just stating facts. Tyler would watch after, after the Bears loss. I really thought we were going to win that game. I was so pumped. It was our Super Bowl and we lost it. It sucks. Everything so ready. Everything just sucks. All my teams suck. You could be a Chargers fan like me, so it could be worse. Hey, give us Herbert. I'm I'm, I'm on the campaign for uh, my career role now. That's my that's my future. Jim Hawk. No, Jim. I think he's staying. As much as it pains me to say that. He's got to run from the NCAA. Anyways, uh, somebody else can go. I'll pass it off to Eagles fan Christian. Thanks. Um, let's see. I went back east for uh for Christmas as you. No, I actually I flew there because I had a wedding with Kylie, and then actually drove back with the family. That was fun. It's always worse coming back. Tensions are usually high in the car, but. Saw saw my grandparents, aunts and uncles, um, saw the whole family, which was good. When I was there, I went to uh, an Eagles game at the link uh, when they played the Giants two weeks ago. They won, uh, and we were listening to like the Eagles radio on the way back and 
just as pessimistic as it could be given that Tyrod Taylor almost uh almost beat us and then ended up beating us this this past weekend. Uh so yeah, it was all good. It felt short. I don't agree with Kevin. It felt way too short. Should Nick Sirianni be fired? Great question. No. No. We need we need we need no new OC. Uh probably a new defensive coordinator. Is Jalen Hurts the guy? Um Jalen Hurts is still the guy. Is AJ Brown, do you have to know. trade him? See, that's an, a more interesting question. Diva wide receiver. It's great. I can't say the word. Interrogation. We uh <laughs> Uh no, we have we have all the weapons. I think it's the coaching. There's just there's just something uh there's something not gelling. Who blows coverage first in the playoff game? Darius Slay or Reed Blankenship? Uh Reed Blankenship one one hundred thousand percent. He's white. Yep. Just I just had you gotta ask questions. Yeah, you gotta ask questions. So. Slay's been injured. He was out last week. Just gotta ask him questions. That's all. That's all. But yeah, it's not, it's not looking uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not real confident. I would say it's it's worse. I would I would almost argue it's worse being in my position as a fan than all of you three. Because I saw I saw the top and then I fell hard. Your windows closed. It it might be. You won a Super Bowl like six years ago. Yeah, but I'm saying their current their current window. I know, but he's he's saying he's got it worse ones. She's got windows. We're in no. solitary confinement with the <laughs> four walls and darkness. Draft draft picks. All right. Great call. Great call. First and ninth pick. Thank you. It is fun having picks. Future is bright. All right. Uh, let's pass it off to Tyler. You go ahead. All right. I mean, I I had a similar Christmas to everyone. It felt. Right, so if I do. <laughs> I mean, all right. It felt fast. Um, I agree with uh, Christian. Um, I I got to spend some time with Zeke as my parents went to Florida, so I enjoyed having him over in the city. See your girlfriend. That's what I'm about to. Well, I'm gonna get to her. Um, uh, I got to spend some time with Zeke. Uh, enjoyed having him around. Zeke first. Zeke, the city dog, he was well-behaved. I was really surprised. So uh, I was glad to have him over. Uh, We went on some nice walks, went to the lakeshore once or twice. So uh, that was nice. (laughs) Talking like your dog's a person. You don't talk like your dog's a person? We went out for dinner on Friday. (laughs) City boys are up. (laughs) Zeke took me out to... uh... It's my son. Uh, anyways, uh, went to the park. Uh, I didn't do anything special for New Year's as I got sick. Uh, Jared came and saw me. I was just, I was so run down. I think I may have had COVID. I, I was just so run down. I started feeling better like a day or two after, but um, that sucked. But besides that, uh, pretty good break. I mean, had a lot of time off, had a lot of time to take off work. So that is always nice. Ready to start the new year. Ready for the pages this weekend and uh, ready to... Uh, Ready to continue on this book club. Jared, how about you? Yeah, I guess Christmas I was uh, I was out west in Arizona. Uh, first family Christmas in AZ, which is kind of nice. Play golf around Christmas time. Uh, had one of those rare phenomenons where I was actually better 
playing golf because I hadn't actually played before. So that was nice. Even like, so had some nice shots that got me back into the golf groove, but then it was kind of like, I came back here and it's snowing. So like, I don't know why there, I got myself excited. There has to be a science to that. It's just that like you're not thinking, you're, you're not expecting to be, to be good. And you, and you're just like not thinking about it probably. Like that's always there's the no swing thoughts. Yeah. So I mean had some nice shots. So yeah, excited for spring time, some golf to get back. For New Year's. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna add on to the golf thing. I think whenever I come back to golf after a long break, my drives are good. And then like my short game is just I mean, it's always bad, but it's really bad when I first come back. Like I can't do anything. Oh, okay. Fair statement. It's either, it's, which one's going to be good and which one's not going to be good for me. So Easier to hack at the ball when you haven't played it in a while. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, that's Anything else, Jared? Carry on. Uh, years, uh, we had a school party. I mean, Christian went too. It's pretty fun. Pretty good setup. Like Ty mentioned, I stopped by and then the uh, hospital to see Ty. Infirmary. Infirmary, yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, I think I'll echo what you guys said. Nice to get some time off from work. But yeah, back uh, back to a new season of the of the 20 Pages Book Club. Season two. So yeah, why don't we just carry right on into that? Um, like always, um, we did... Uh, pages 1 through 30, 138. Um, as you'll notice, reading this book, there is no chapters, so that's how we decided to break it up. Um, so yeah, who's taking it away since you guys three all kind of took part? Unless anyone has anything to say, I'll take it away as we jump into this. The punctuation and no chapters in this book pissed me off. That's it. No, chap no chapters is tough. It's just, it's it's tough to like find a stopping point whenever you're just trying those readers that like looks forward to like get, finishing a chapter so like oh i only got like 10 more pages to go and like that's how i push myself through a book usually and it's just like when there's no nothing to look forward to like a finishing a chapter i'm like well now what i can i consider the the little three dot thing he does i consider that like a chapter but there's a lot of them so i don't know oh. but those are my stopping places Every chapter when there's a conversation that makes you want to blow your brains out, I should just make that a chapter. I uh, I actually enjoy it that there's no chapters because sometimes I'll be like laying in bed at night and you'll be like, you'll be like, huh, should I read one more chapter? And you look and it's like 20 pages itself and you're like, ah, I'll just put that off. And then <laughs> and all of a sudden back in the day, you'd roll around and be Sunday and you'd be like, ah. Didn't ever read that twenty-page chapter back in the day. I've done it many times. Captain Burnaby's ride of Kiva. Well, yeah, that, that was the moon one. <laughs> it was just the dark side of the moon. The dark uh, two-page read it. <laughs> I don't blame you. Our oh, our most ancient companion. Yeah. There All you right. go. Well. All right, anyways, Tyler, you can take it away. <clears throat> All right, The Road by Cormac McCarthy. No chapters, as we said, but we'll stop uh, on thought breaks. Uh, Kevin has provided us a nice break, so we'll stop. Uh, Tyler, person, can you... Um... 
I was gonna say, can you explain what that is? What the fuck is that? <laughs> what, what, what is I that? actually know. I know. Okay, real go real ahead, book readers know. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let Tyler. <laughs> <go ahead. laughs> Come on, English lit. Come on. No, I actually do know. Third person. So, like, there's third person, which is just like the author telling it from the third person point of view. Like, but third person omniscient is the author knows everything. Like, they know thoughts, feelings like everything about the characters instead of like it if you're a third person narrator but not non-omniscient i don't know that's what you call it you can like you hear what the people are saying and you like are observing them but you don't get like the the thoughts and like all the details and the feelings of the characters that's a pretty good like i know everything that's a pretty good expert so like if it was just third person you would just be watching the events as they unfold so we would never get those inside looks as we'll see with the wife Right. Are they getting any inside looks besides that wife story? But that wouldn't happen the if it's just third person. It's like five words. That was a good explanation, Kevin. They're not appreciating it, but I nice job. I, I appreciate. I appreciate it. There's also more uh, foreshadowing. I would say you kind of can take some hints at what the author deems is like inevitable in the book via third person omniscient point of view. <laughs> I was gonna say omniscient, so a good thing you said omniscient. I was gonna say om om omniscient. I'm just gonna read. Um, I think it's Amish. <laughs> all right. The man awoke in the woods, sleeping next to a child, seemingly under his care. He woke in darkness, which seemed ever present in current times. They needed to move fast, so he awoke the child, who greeted him with a kind "Hi, Papa," on their walk. I knew when I wrote that I couldn't do it too. I knew it was coming the second I read that. <laughs> all right, That's all he says. <laughs> On their walk, they encountered a gas station. From there, collecting a quart of motor oil. Moving on, they now moved through the rain. In the distance, the man and the boy could make out the shape, but couldn't see the city. With that, they took to camping in the nearby woods, struggling to gain fire due to the damp conditions. The boy asked the man if they're going to die. He responded, "Sometime." Not now. In the morning. <laughs> we were making fun of this in the meeting beforehand for other readers if you need context. Uh, in the morning, they ventured you're into making, the city. You're, you're... What? Cool. Sorry, I was going to say, you're, you're making it sound like shit. <laughs> well, we were, we, were, we were joking about how sometimes a lot of these lines are repeated like several times throughout the book. But... All right. I, I agree. All right. In the morning, they ventured into the city. There, they encountered a lifeless body, and the man thought, back to a simpler time in his childhood. Oh, he wished he could go back. They kept their mission to the south for the next couple of weeks, encountering dark nights, and things burned down to the ashes. The nights grew even more cold. If they got wet, it surely meant death. It took the characters two days to march across the ashen scabland. Once crossing, the boys noticed the boy. The boys noticed that it started to snow. With that, they took shelter, taking the opportunity to fix the shopping cart. In the morning, they encountered three hanging bodies. The afternoon was better, finding an old, but edible, ham. Ham. Alright, an installed Kevin break for a question. To be transparent with the readers, I was, I was dealt with the task of focusing on the environment, which I, in turn, created questions about the environment to ask these fellows, which I will also provide my own opinion if they don't answer correctly, like Tyler normally does. Uh, <laughs> my question for this little section was, why does the author repeatedly mention that it is snowing throughout the story? 
Is it just winter time or does this have something to do with the post-apocalyptic world they are living in? Why do you think the environment is like this? The author could have chose any setting, any sort of environment, but he always there's always snow coming down and snow on the ground. I have a theory for uh, what happened. Uh, I think there was some kind of volcanic eruption, some kind of like super volcano that we hear about. Maybe it was Yellowstone, uh, but he talks about... Should we go theories for this book? I just had that idea. We we could. I also, Tyler says, don't spoil the book for yourself. But I actually, I shouldn't say this. I don't know exactly what happens, but I know, I know what type of ending it is. So I think we could create an activity off of it. But anyways. Um, so you spoiled yourself. I think <laughs> I didn't spoil myself. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just know how it ends. Just not what happens if that makes sense um no. <laughs> well I, I think I, I think i think i try to know i think i know what he's saying like i i i think he knows well okay i won't say anything either i don't want to i don't want to say it to you guys it's not technically a spoiler but i don't want to say it just in case it's just, just cut it yeah um but anyways i think it was a volcanic eruption in uh he mentions snow a lot he mentions ash a lot he mentions that it's the environment is bare and a wasteland uh and completely scavenged i think i is that the correct what kevin's saying i think it's uh like acid rain like type like because you when you get like a volcanic eruption like it's ash everywhere it's like dirty snow all the trees are scorched i think it's some sort of volcanic eruption dirty snow sounds sounds like a crazy drug yeah i mean i think it'd, it'd, be, be, it'd be a good band name we could it'd be fun to theorize but to a certain extent, I don't think the author actually puts much focus into what the actual event that occurs was, or I don't think it's ever going to be revealed what it was. I think it's per purposely broad, uh, so I don't, I don't expect to learn anything outside minor details. I think it just mentions it's snowing and it's cold because that's what has to move the plot along for them to move south. Trying to make it a gritty yeah. environment. Yeah, that's why it's got owned. <laughs> no, I, think Tyler's, I think Tyler's right. I think Tyler's right. There's like a sense of urgency that's created with the snow. Yeah, and it also. Yeah, we'll get to it later, but it also uh, creates an interesting, the tracking part of it, where how people can see, like where people are moving and stuff. It creates that as well. Whereas if there were no snow, you wouldn't get that aspect into human. Is there human life around me or not? type of deal but yeah Great crazy you sound like a guy sound like a guy who studied the environment i studied a lot of the environment you're a geologist of the road climate activist all right hey stop hey <laughs> now they set up on again the next question is this time he was stuck daydreaming about a woman she was perfect he snapped himself out of his thoughts for now he had fun with the boy <laughs> <God. laughs> out. What did you just say? Fog, fog, fog. Is this climate with Epstein's list? <laughs> Is the man Epstein's list? Could be. Conspiracy. Save it. Uh, turning their cart into a bobsled on the rolling hills. After some more walking, they arrived in Rock City. The first find was two nice wool blankets. Next, they found some old Coca-Cola. The boy thoroughly enjoyed them. The next day, they encountered the man's childhood home. 
Despite warnings from the boy, the man pushed on, finally agreeing that the sight was creepy. Kevin has another thought break, so I'll let him hop in it. Wait, I thought it was interesting that he actually included a brand. Uh, I don't know if it was intentional, but you usually don't see like authors include uh, brands into these books, like if it's fiction. True. Um, my question for this part was, why did the author include the fact that it was his childhood home? Is this is this saying they did not venture far from where they originally lived when the post-apocalyptic event occurred? Or did they just happen to be passing through? Because they talk about moving south a lot, right, on the road. So does this mean... And they also talk about going to the forest, then back into the city, and then back to the forest, and then out to, like, farms. So I'm curious if, they're, if their pattern is, like, from the farmland into the city to try to get equipment and food and water and then back out to the farmland. But it also says they're moving south, so then are they really moving south? So what's the actual point in bringing up the childhood's the childhood home? Yeah. I guess the question is how much time was it between when the wife committed <laughs> to them being on this adventure that we're now reading? Yeah, let me just delete a further question. <laughs> <laughs> what are you writing the next question it's no longer there um I, they mentioned his brother doesn't he doesn't the man mention his brother i think his brother was like the most recent person that they were with before he either left or died or something i don't know wow i don't know I if the childhood home is i don't know if it's meant as a checkpoint in this sense, I think uh, childhood home is meant to be like a contrast between his son's current predicament. As you'll see in my character summary, he talks a lot about his uh, his own childhood experiences in the home. What environment differs greatly. I wonder if it's <laughs> McCarthy using it as like a way to, to use it for like... Uh like flashbacks or like stories and like using the childhood home as like a, it's a good point a way to bring it in I, have a a quote. I have a quote we'll talk about later okay sorry kevin i didn't mean to derail the setting now the characters in the setting overlap eventually right you're right i think they're supposed to overlap all the time but um so this 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 next thought break i'm not stopping yet just before I get it. Oh, no, you are. No, you are. Okay, I'm stopped there. Okay. Three nights later, Another question. they were in the foothills of the eastern mountains. Suddenly, the ground began to shake, and the boy panicked, but it soon passed. An earthquake? <laughs> From there, they settled in an abandoned home. The man pondered if he could go through with it. Clearly, the boy was the only one, the only thing keeping him alive. Kevin, what is your question? You make my earthquake? Um, my question was, was this really an earthquake? <laughs> When I first, I'm not even kidding. When I first read this, I was like, "That's not an earthquake. That's some sort of vehicle going down the road, like a big, like armored tank or something." But then, now after reading a bit more, I don't think so. But it could be. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're making. There's a decent chance making, the characters are crazy, but could be an explosion. I don't know. They're making it sound like these were the red coats, like driving down the roads with in like big tanks and stuff at one point. And then I was like, "Is this a, just a?" Tank or something. The red coats. 
Is this like an AT AT Walker from Star Wars? Like the big candle things in the snow, like just going. Redcoats famously famously <laughs> control America <laughs> with, their with their leopard tanks. <laughs> All right, Muskets, no. I'll continue on. Eastern Mountains is a is a interesting point. Uh, makes me think they're in the Appalachian Mountains, but just picture them in West Virginia. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe it's people that they interact with, like. After I read Eastern Mountains, I've kind of, I kind of have always thought they're in, uh, they mentioned a river some later on, I think. So maybe if someone can look that up, I forget what it was. Uh, there are, I forgot there's only rivers in the Appalachians. What did you like? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm so no mountains. <laughs> okay. Um, they continued on, they continued to travel, destined to go south and towards the coast. It was tough sledding in the snow. The man stopped frequently, coughing up blood. The journey was miserable. He once again thought of the woman. He let her die alone. Despite the thoughts he carried on, finally he reached the gap. Despite the glimpse of joy, the sledding continued to be tough. Forcefully, he had to drag the cart through the snow, and the last bites of food continued to be eaten. In addition, their shoes grew more damp, and their feet became, became even more cold. It took an additional four days to get out of the snow. Finally, they heard the sound of falling water. The boy arrived upon the waterfall in awe. Together, they went for a swim. After the swim, they found uh, some morels, which is a mushroom. Together, they collected and enjoyed their taste. Despite a brief protest from the boy, the man urged them away from the waterfall. It was too dangerous as an attraction. From there, they ventured to a bridge where they slept in an abandoned truck for the night. So... You haven't? <laughs> I don't see anything for the break. <laughs> well, there was something there, but I actually thought of a new question while you were reading, though. Okay. I don't know if any of you guys have seen Outdoor Boys. No free shoutouts, but on YouTube, they do. It's this like old guy that does survival stuff. It's pretty cool. It's TikToks. Isn't it, isn't it like rule number one not to swim in like near freezing water especially if you're already freezing yeah i don't i don't i didn't quite get that when i was reading it i was then, a little lost on that as well and then that generated another question do you think if we this is this is like kind of unre it's related to the book but it's like a theoretical question if we were to lose all of our techno technological abilities to pr mass produce food would we be able to survive as a human race? Like how many of us would die off if we didn't have technology to assist in mass producing food? 95% of us, at least. The grid would collapse. What? 95%? I don't agree with that. Not, wait, 95% die or live? Die. Oh, okay. Okay, I agree. I thought you were saying live. No. I'd maybe go like 15%. <clears throat> That was oh, my theory. How many? And we're back. <laughs> we would we would be gone too, living in the city. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm making it out of the city. I'll come pick you up in the jeep, and we'll we'll, we'll hitch a ride west with the, the gas yeah. can. I'm, I'm telling you, if an apocalypse ever hits us, I just want to die immediately. I do not want to partake in any survival. All right, wife, you just like the wife. Yeah, no, I get. I'm done. Ty would lose his glasses and be just a lot exactly out there. <laughs> My glasses. Exactly. I lost my glasses and it would literally collapse as a human being. I can't see two feet in front of me. 
<laughs> I mean, someone's walking on the side of a road, like just following along. <laughs> it just comes a group of people and they just ransack them. I need somebody to make an AI generated video of Brazel walking on a road, his glasses falling, him going, My glasses, and then a, a red coat and a tank just coming and running him over. <laughs> All right. Um, I will carry on with that thought in everyone's mind. In the morning, they continued on, encountering a trailer. In there, the man found tons of dead bodies, stacked upon each other. They quickly left and fell asleep to more thunderstorms in the night. When they awoke, a forest fire had sprawled, so they got up and moved along. At that time, they found tracks in the ash. Clearly, someone was walking. They tracked him down and found his body burned. With that, his mind drifted back to the woman. In his memory, the woman and him were fighting. She had given up, saying that she didn't want to live this way any longer. It was a poor life for the three of them. She wished they had all killed themselves. Soon, they would all be captured by others and raped. It was no life for a family. She had regretted ever having a kid. The man begged for her to hold on, but she decided on leaving. In the morning, she had left them. The boy and the man immediately packed and left. The boy asked if she had left. The man confirmed it. From there, the man dreamt of his child's birth. In the morning, they continued on their adventure. However, they were quickly uh, scared by a traveling party. Quickly, they abandoned their cart and ran into the woods. A truck of men came barreling towards them. In the woods, they hid, waiting for the party of men with rifles to pass. However, the truck stalled and the men were forced to stop. Uh, one of the party came into the woods, looking to relieve himself. He held the gun to the man who didn't believe his threat. A shot would send his party chasing. However, after an aggressive maneuver, he shot him dead. Quickly, he gathered the boy and ran. Despite the party getting close, they believed they had evaded them. Returning to their carts, it was now scavenged. As for the man they had killed, he was nothing but bones eaten away. Leaving the cart, uh, the pair pushed on, settling underneath the bridge for the night. For the night, the man worked to clean the boy from the earlier incident. The next morning, they addressed the issue. The man told the boy that he was sent by God to protect the boy, that he wouldn't let the bad guys touch them. More importantly, they were still the good guys. In the distance, they could see the outlines of a commune. Upon arriving, they found nothing but a ransacked building. The next day, the boy believes he spots another boy. However, the man makes it clear that they only saw the dog, which wouldn't come with them. It passed. All right, Kevin. I just put a break in here because I didn't want you to get out of breath. Oh, nice. And there was a lot that happened in that section. I agree. What do you think? What do you think the significance of the, the boy was? The other boy, not the Papa boy. Alleged boy. Good question. Uh, I think like a small that... blip. But there obviously it's... was some sort of significance. It's the second instance of, uh. The our boy, the main character boy, showing um capacity for like charity in which the dad has no capacity for. The first instance was the the guy who was struck by lightning. Uh the second instance, the boy he he wants to help him, and the dad kinda lives through a different world than his dad because he wasn't brought up in the world before. So he wants to help somehow and the father knows it's not best to go out and try to help uh it's best to fend for themselves and try to survive yeah i mean the boy is just a metaphor of you know he's the light he's the innocence uh in this world while the man has been scarred by his experiences at this point so it's kind of an interesting thing that's kind of 
prevalent throughout the entire story. In terms of the boy itself, I don't. I had to reread that like three times to figure out I was writing the summary correctly, just to make sure. Uh, I mean, it just kind of the last two sentences are basically the author saying the boy was imagining it. Here's what the father saw. So, um, it was interesting the way it could also it be. Presented. It could also be his innocence leaving him in some sense. There was just the the incident with the the man that the that's true. The man that the man had to gun down so maybe it was the boy maybe we'll see the other boy back when it happens again yeah he could be prevalent could be losing his innocence too, go along. too many too many unnamed characters it is this is when we're introduced to the cannibalism i mean i think this is the first time that they bring that up it'll come up later but they return back to that guy's body and he's immediately already you know scraped he's just bones at that point so Seems how desperate everyone is. How many people do you think are alive in this world? I don't know. There's not enough context. It's like, is this just America? Is this, you know, it's like... I'm just going on that it's America. Yeah. That's why I asked the, the theoretical question last time. Because I thought processes, there's no technology to make this food or whatever. So then... They get people have enough food to even, like, try to take a boat to a different continent, if that's even possible. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm true. I mean, we'll see as the story goes along. I don't. I think it's very clear that it's a limited amount of people left. Most people have passed on, given given up at this point, or just died in the chaos. Unless I'm waiting for like a a secret city like underneath the ground to yeah. like emerge. I just find. I feel like there's something. In this next part. There's something something going on because the the man talked about how. uh there was like danger ahead he didn't he didn't want to follow them where they were taking that big semi truck uh he thought there was movement like congregation towards one area yeah i wonder if that this is like a mixture of like mad max versus the last of us like that's what i'm picturing like these like big like trucks coming down the road with like people with like skulls like like <laughs> like spikes coming out of their necks like just missing the zombies yeah all right, uh, I'll continue on. The following day, they passed more hanged bodies. Quickly, they heard a group approaching. They were marching down the road. The man and the boy lay quiet as they passed in their masks and red bandanas. Behind them, marching slaves, several pregnant women, and working men. Spoils of victory. The following day, they went about finding the cart. To that, they succeeded. However, the weather was intensifying and the boy was weakening. The boy began questioning the man about death, repeating the same lines. Will you lie to me about death approaching? The man again said no, and they carried on. Once they awoke, the man spotted tire tracks as well as footprints not far from their fire. He warned the boy that they must leave the area. With that, they went off the path. The pair watched the road from a distance. They saw two men, but they carried on without seeing them. From there, they found a grand house. Despite the boy being scared, they pushed through the house, looking for anything they could find. Going downstairs, they found living humans, all naked, begging for help. They quickly ran up the stairs from the window. They could see a group approaching. With that, they ran as far as they could, taking refuge in the leaves. For that night, they camped there, hearing hideous screams come from inside the house. Despite the thought of shooting themselves right there, they camped for the night. The man went about gathering uh, while the boy slept. He stumbled upon a bar in which he found several apples. 
barn, supposed to be barn, sorry, in which he found several apples, uh, too many to carry. So he went inside the house to find a basket, additionally finding sweet water underneath a trap door. From there, he returned to the boy with the sweet water and a handful of grapes. So I started, I started asking. Yeah, I don't know why I said grapes. Yeah, that was crazy. I wrote apples. I don't know why I said grapes. Christian already peeking. So my approach is just like, I just keep thinking of like everything that the author includes is just like, it has to be some sort of symbol or metaphor. In the grand scheme of things, this is a pretty like simple, simplistic story, but it's pretty popular. So it obviously has to have some sort of like theme and your mindset in 2024 for Kevin here. Yeah. I'm trying to analyze these things. Kevin's uh... books. These are mine. Uh, What is the, so what do you guys think an apple is a symbol of? I did some research. Good chance it's biblical. Good chance it's biblical. No, I was gonna say what's what's the biblical the biblical symbol for it again? Forbidden fruit. Yeah, Forbidden the, fruit. Yeah, Adam and Eve. Yeah. The devil tempts them uh with with the forbidden fruits. Yeah, but what's yeah. tempting about they they need food. They're eating eating apples. Do they eat too much of the forbidden fruit? There would be some sort of some sort of trap, I would think. Yeah, I, I, you know, could be poisoned. We'll see. Maybe they don't want. Who knows? I don't know. What is it a so symbol after, for? Um, after, uh, do you want me to give it to you? Or you guys still want to think? <laughs> Not necessarily give it to you. Just for my. Research. I just think. Uh, I think in this world, if you find an abundance of food, your the sirens in your head probably have to be going off that someone else is there i don't think that you would find an unscavenged an unscavenged area without uh someone else being present yeah and fresh water it seems very hard to Mm -hmm. come by um from from my small research my small sample size of research where i looked up on google what is an apple a symbol of and looked at the first result (laughs) it said an apple is a symbol for a wide variety of things knowledge immortality temptation and the fall of man and sin Wait, the the last two names there are definitely just based off the biblical story um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so is it what immortality are they just they can stay alive forever he's god no he, he did say he's sent by god Boys. there has he's been a, a weird religious thing kind of going throughout this that is like brought up like very uh rarely but he often refers to himself as serving god in some way yeah going back to the adam and eve parallel i wouldn't if that were the case wouldn't the boy technically be the one eating the forbidden fruit first he would be eve in this scenario we were trying to do a one-to-one comparison yeah i don't know i don't know if it's i don't know if it's completely based off of that to be honest i think that's just where uh your head goes when you hear of an apple story you know i think of uh steve jobs also when you (laughs) (laughs) when you said uh i think it was tyler who said that usually that that could mean there's like trouble around the corner shout out tyler for choosing a pretty good stopping point trouble could be very well right under that that door right around that corner so 
which you'll get to in the rest of your summary. But I have a comment. Why the heck did they just like camp out of the outside that house for the whole night? Like it was pitch black. They couldn't have ran any further away from the house. Like, did I did I miss something? I think they make a point that they're very tired at a lot of points. <laughs> Bad place to get tired. <laughs> it's like the the cannibal's house. I don't know. He's, he's like, I I walk one hundred steps and then sit down to take a breath. I think they also didn't want to leave tracks too. I think that was part of it. I mean, I'd have to reread it. And then he leaves his boys subject to the screams coming from the house through the whole night. (laughs) All right, I'll stop justifying it. All right, uh, final section here uh, for this meeting. Uh, The next day, they are greeted by less than great weather. It poured on them all night, and the boy was shivering. Despite the conditions, they survived the night. The following day, the boy questions the man about the people in the basement. He got the man to confirm that they were going to be eaten and that they were going to meet a similar fate if they didn't leave that place. The boy made the man promise that they weren't going to eat anyone. They were the good guys. Moving on, they found another town. However, like most, it was largely ransacked. Uh, The man's mind floated towards the thought of death. What it would mean, he imagined his wife. Everything was better back then. He continued on without the boy. He wanted to check a building within eyesight. There, he found gasoline. Additionally, he believed he found plywood blocking something underneath. The boy was frightened and discouraged the man from leading them down there. What if there were bodies like before? However, they finally decided it was necessary and began to dig. That's where we leave off. Look, great good stopping point. Great cliffhanger, great stopping point. I, I have to admit this one. I, I did sort of read a paragraph or two to get that stopping point. I'm not gonna claim total just on this one, but it was hard without the chapters. So this guy's unbelievable. I did kind of read the next paragraph of the next Yeah, same. I didn't know if you're reading page one thirty eight or reading up to page one thirty eight. And I started reading, that was like Christian said it was a good stopping point right here, so I probably shouldn't be reading this next part. <laughs> I I I've read it when we originally and I originally set out the the pages, but I haven't read it since. So, you want me to start right no, now? No, 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 I don't. I don't. I've what do you think they're reading. trying to? What do you think they're trying to find at the coast or or south? Do you, where do you, what do you think their endpoint is? Warmer weather. I don't know. I, That's kind of what I figured. I think, I think the man just needs. A goal in his mind and he's just moving him forward to that goal i thought they're gonna was, get there and probably find nothing i thought it was this was based off game of thrones and up north is the wall but the, the, the Netflix books have been based off of game of thrones though i know <laughs> this one really is in every, I'm just thinking... in every post-apocalyptic book movie tv show there's some like destination that is supposed to be a safe haven that you're supposed to get to. Like, what is it in? Uh, what is the show that we watched recently that Jared already mentioned? The Last, Last of Us. Last of Us. There's some sort of destination in that yeah. show as well. I forgot what it is. It's either like a destination or a group that this guy, like some guy's a part of. Like the man could be a part of some group. He's like trying to like see get back with his homies, get back with his boys. Fraternity brothers, could you imagine if he's just meeting up with his frat bros down in Florida? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say severe down. But... <laughs> no, really, Tyler? <laughs> Maybe not. 
All right, uh, Christian, I see you have stuff written down for characters. Uh, you wanna? I do, I do. So I kind of like what Kevin did for this meeting a little bit better. So I'll take this meeting to introduce the characters, the long list of characters that we have, and then uh, I'll do what Kevin did in the next meeting. Uh, okay, and we can pause after each and everyone give their thoughts if you have any. Uh, so first, the man, uh, clearly a man skilled for survival in a post-apocalyptic world with the determination to do so because of one reason, the boy. It is apparent from the beginning of the story that the man suffers from unknown, some unknown illness, slogging to the edge of the road with his back to the child where he stood bent with his hands on his knees, coughing. He raised up and stood with weeping eyes on the gray snow, a fine mist of blood. The purpose of this illness is twofold. First, it demonstrates that the man pushes forward for the sole purpose of the boy. He already lost the bride to suicide and only took a different path because of his son. Second, the illness lays out the inevitable. At some point, the man will be gone and the boy will have to survive on his own. He watches the boy sleeping. Can you do it when the time comes? Can you? I'd say at this point, the answer is probably no. Uh, the man's struggle, therefore, is to maintain the will to survive for the boy with the hope that once he ceases to exist, the boy will have absorbed this same will. Death is a constant and inevitable pressure which the man refuses to accept, yet he refuses to accept yet because he knows the boy isn't yet ready to handle the world on his own. The man is reflective and philosophical in nature, often calling back to things lost in the destruction of what what he once knew he often connects his past experiences to the present experiences of the boy hinting at the boy's loss of innocence in the current world for instance when the duo went to visit the man's childhood home this is the quote i was talking about uh in the nights in their thousands to dream the dreams of a child's imaginings worlds rich of fearful or fearful such as might offer themselves but never the one to be but in the boy's life it is the one to be any thoughts on the man? I thought the quote where he watches the boy sleeping, can you do it when the time comes? I thought that was referencing the boy killing himself. Honestly. Like, he it makes that be. a really big point. Like I think, I think sort of, I kind of agree with you that he's referencing that he's going to have to shoot the boy and then shoot himself. Yeah. Like, eventually, no. he's like, does he have, does the man have the willpower to shoot his own son? I think one bullet left in the chamber. People forget. Well, well, in the context that I used it, it means what I meant it to be. Amen. I, what Jared just said, how he only has one bullet. I think what he's saying is like, can you do it when the time comes? Like, can you kill the kid? Because he's like, he's like, I want to use the last bullet on him so he doesn't have to suffer, and I'll, I'll suffer for both. Yeah. So. Also, there were three bullets at one time. I don't know if anyone picked up on this, but the wife, when she went to go kill herself, she said, we should have done this when we had three bullets and not two. He used one on the other guy, too, so. Yeah, one left. Okay, anything Anything else? I'm trying to do some math right yeah, now. Yeah, it's not math. <laughs> no? If she said that there were eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Maybe I found the bullet. Maybe no, I'm probably. 
<laughs> probably completely wrong. He he took it out of her skull. They also don't talk about uh, what they have to go through in terms of relieving themselves in nature, based on their diets. You that like, has to be. Would you like that no, detail but, or? No, I wouldn't. But <laughs> just based off my my survival mindset, those have to be gnarly. Some of the like probably honestly aren't even doing it that much. Yeah. They don't have any food. I mean, they probably pee because they get enough water. It seems like it seems like they're constantly finding streams. Yeah, they need a life straw. Wait, could you she imagine how good it would hit? Would hit in this world? Where someone's gonna have to find where it says this. When did it say it has one bullet left? Yeah, I I found it. She said, "I should have done it a long time ago when there were three bullets in the gun instead of two. I was stupid." But then she says. Uh, okay, I'll just read the whole thing. I was stupid. We've been all over this. I didn't bring myself to this. I was brought, and now I'm done. I thought about not even telling you. That would probably have been best. You have two bullets, and then what? Maybe she didn't kill herself with the bullet? No, I think... I think she she, used a bullet or something. I think she's saying, like, I'm going to kill myself, and then you're going to have two bullets, and what happens once you use those two bullets? Then how are you going to protect yourself? I'm guessing. She said I should have done it a long time ago when there were three bullets in the gun instead of two. Right, that makes Oh, maybe maybe her, his, his brother? The earth. No, I think they want all three of them as a family. She wants all three of them to commit. She says that. But they yeah, only have two yeah. bullets, so it's not possible. Oh, yeah. so maybe she doesn't use the gun? I'm, I'm thinking she, she may have not does. used a gun. And then they had two bullets when they went on their adventure, and they used one on the guy. So now there's one left. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So she she did somehow do it without the gun. She could have hung herself, maybe, or something. Felt like I remember something about a bathtub. Maybe I was making that up. I yeah. What the, what the what the deep know. dive back into this? I don't. Know. I don't know. We can do some conspiracy theories on how she go go to the go to go to the boy, uh, Christian. Okay, I will. Uh, okay, the boy. McCarthy presents the boy mostly through the father's eyes and the acts of the boy himself as a sort of supernatural being in the current state of the world. The goodness he represents is unsullied by their current predicament. The boy sees the world through a different lens than his father. Because he never saw what was before, he is unable to grasp much of what is needed for survival, including fending for oneself. Two instances so far demonstrate the goodness and charity the boy offers that the man must shut down. One is providing aid to the man who was struck by lightning. The other was the little boy who he saw, but which the man refused to acknowledge the existence of, let alone to go back and help. Hot take. Less so on the boy there. Hot take. The boy is too innocent in this book. Kind of makes me mad. I agree. I I hope we get some character development from the boy in the latter half of the book. I hope he kind of steps up a little bit. It's it's weird because he, he's so innocent, but he was he's only grown up in this world where innocence like shouldn't be a thing. Like if that makes sense. Like it yeah. isn't like that doesn't that, doesn't that seem weird? Like you feel like that only type of innocence would be from a normal world. Not so much like a survivalist, a post-apocalyptic world. Like if this is always known, how it was. I was doing over there. Me neither. I'm pretending I don't notice him. 
if, <laughs> if this is like the world you grew up in, yeah, like where does he get? I wonder if his mother maybe like had a lot of the. She was more of like the, I don't know what the word would be, like innocent person that looked at other people's innocence more instead of being like brute and hardcore like the father. So that's where he gets it from. Because otherwise it would make no sense as to why he would have this innocence and vulnerability around him. But I, I'm very curious. I don't know if we're planning on watching the movie or not, but I'd love to see what the actor does with this role. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we plan to go over the movie in the next meeting, uh, unless you guys have a change of thought. I'd like to watch the movie. I do too. I have an update on the man and the woman. Uh, let me let me read the quote. She was gone. Wait, what? What was what? Were, what were you trying to to type in? I, I, I was saying the boy was a metaphor. I was calling a metaphor. Oh, because I oh, totally was wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. No, I just all right. She, you're not wrong. I was just that's my opinion. All right. She was gone, and the coldness of it was her final gift. She, she would do it with the flake of obsidian. So she just, like, stabbed oh. herself. Minecraft. Okay. Yeah, Minecraft obsidian. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. So she just it's stabbed on Minecraft. So they're correct. Obsidian. I don't even... When did you guys get the part that there was one bullet in the chamber? I must have overread that. I read that there was two bullets and then okay. one on the man. So yes, the yeah. process of elimination, there's one. Okay, so yes, we got one bullet for two people. Not going to work. Let's revisit it one more time. Two minus one. <laughs> what is that equal, boys? <laughs> Metaphor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. It's on the tip of my tongue. Wrap us off with the bride. I, All right, the bride. I was quickly looking at this, it was the bridge. And I was like, who the hell is the bridge? <laughs> WWE wrestler. The bride, if you can't take the heat, get out the kitchen. The opposite of the man, instead of viewing their plight in the sense that they were survivors, she believed that they were the walking dead in a horror film. She does not deny the inevitable like the man. She embraces it and enacted it. Uh, the bride's purpose is to provide a stark contrast to the man's purpose. She had nothing left to grasp onto. Uh, they say that women dream of danger to those in their care and then of danger to themselves. But I don't dream at all. That's all I got. Yeah, I mean, I don't I questioning my review here. Well, I mean, the first sentence is borderline. It says it says get out the kitchen. You're applying exactly. it. She's in the kitchen. You're actually the one. No, you're. Because he's implying that she's insinuating that. You're actually the one for yeah. insinuating that. Yeah, he's he's implying I, that she's in the kitchen. I don't think that's right. Um. Anyways, you are no. He that get out of the kitchen means she was in the kitchen. No, that's just like it's a saying. Or you read into it metaphor. like that. Do you, not, do you not? Do you not know metaphors? No. Yeah. Um. Um. All right. Uh. I think I don't. I. I don't think there's much Wait, that's been given to her. I have, a hot, I have a hot take. The road should be a character. Anyways, what were you saying, Tyler? Brilliant. <laughs> I'm serious. I know. I'm, I know. I agree. I'm joking. It definitely, I is, it definitely is. The like, road is a, definitely a character. That's why I wanted Kevin to do the environment. I was kind of including the rush in that. But could have gave me a better description. Not that bright up here. <laughs> Spark Spark Notes didn't have it as a character, so not a real kid. Um. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't have a purpose towards the plot necessarily. She kind of has a purpose to giving you more background on what the man is going through, though. 
Like her character's there to service like the man's mindset, you know. I think she'll She's play there to, to service the man. Did you just say? Is that what you got out? Oh, boy, <laughs> that's the snippet I heard. Okay, all right. Well, what it's it's up to interpretation, I guess. Whatever you took out. Of I feel it. like I feel like she'll play a part later somehow. Obviously, not like physically there, but she'll mentally somehow affect a decision or something. Otherwise, I don't really know. It would only really be a backstory. I feel like it has to, now that we talked about the boy and how he's has this sense of innocence when the man has 0% sense of innocence, I, I mean, feel like somehow this is going to play a role. He's certainly religious in a way, so reconnecting with her in heaven, if he believes he'll get there, is probably going to be a purpose of his character. I mean, I'm, I'm the thing. My biggest question mark of the story right now is the religious aspect of it, because he, uh, I mean, some symbols definitely may be pointing towards religious aspects, and him referring to himself as a servant of God there to protect the boy is definitely an aspect. So I'm, I'm curious how that's going to develop throughout the story. Any other initial wanna, thoughts on the book? I want to hear Jared's analysis of the road. Characterization of the road. Like they, they, he uses it as a, as like a transition point throughout the the book. Like they'll be in a conversation and they'll be like, and then they got back on the road. Like they, he uses it like ten times, and like this road seems to be like the the lifeline of anybody that is still living, at least in this region. It seems like in this world, the road is the main focal point. Seems like it's the only, only thing left. Like. Yeah. In the whole world, like besides the road, gosh. like they use the road for direction and guidance, and and I I don't know I don't know if it's an, it's obviously it's not a character, but like it plays almost like a character because the, the way McCarthy uses it. He talks about uh, a couple times about the world being like devoid of tasks and devoid of responsibilities now. And I almost think like the road serves as just the one goal that they have. Like they're just gonna continue on following the road and that's that's one of the last things that they can grasp onto. Yeah, it seems like it's their only point of reference and every time they like when they run into the forest or something, they have like no no map and no reference until they like refine the road. Like it's almost like the only navigational point left in the entire world or at least in their microcosm of the world yeah all right what are you guys most excited for in the second half of the book what's the end goal yeah i have no yeah. idea what what's going on in terms of like the the plot what's what's going to happen here i need some more plot development like it's been it's been a little slow at the start I feel like we're about to climax right here. It definitely is nearing the climax, if I had to say so. I can't wait to get to the climax. Yeah, I guess I'll say <laughs> the book in general is like it's pretty it's pretty fast paced just because of the reading that the text is big, so it flows pretty quickly, but at the same time it's kind of monotonous. I agree with Christian like in the like you, it's like a depressing like read. Like I think like we talked about it like a, outside of the meeting. Like it's just gray, 
uh, not much like hope. So it's like, I don't know, it's also hard to connect with the characters when they literally only talk like in two, like two words every... Dialogue is tough. <laughs> yeah. Elkan, they only speak two sentences. I saw a review on Goodreads that said the the reviewer said that McCarthy has a way with dialogue that it's it's not quite human like, but the way he does it is beautiful in the way that it's it is more human than human like. And I was very lost at what the guy was trying to say. <laughs> This is like when you go to an art museum and it's like modern art where it's just a, a white canvas. <laughs> <laughs> what does this really mean? Is it too above our reading level? So is it a, maybe His dialogue it. is hard to follow sometimes too because he doesn't always explicitly said like X said Y. It's just a lot of times yeah, this back response, forth. this response, this response. And sometimes it's like mixed into a paragraph and there's no like like it doesn't go to a new paragraph and then it'll just read and there's no quotes. So it just reads. And then I'll be like, wait, that, that made no sense. And I realized like, it's the, the father talking to himself. Yeah. All right. I've, I've, I've one additional thought. I've mentioned this in the group chat before. I kind of like the no chapters. Um, I mentioned how I'm constantly on edge when reading this book. And I think the way the omission of chapters uh, kind of adds to that. And also there's no, like there's some long-term foreshadowing in this book, but there's no short-term foreshadowing. So you really, it leaves you unsure of what you're going to stumble upon next, like what, what you're going to read next. Um, and a lot of times he'll put like almost dummy things in there. Like uh, one of the houses there, it was it was empty of people. Next house they get to, there's naked bodies chained up in the basement. I think uh, I think the book has been fairly unpredictable so far, which I enjoy. Yeah, I think it, that third person, omniscient or whatever it's called. Got um, it. Yeah, third person omniscient. Uh, kind of allows for us not to know what's going on just because we're not really in their head because there's just no thoughts almost like the man is pretty much the main character i would say at least in terms of like controlling the story thus far and we don't really get insight too much into his brain besides what happened with the bride so it's hard to like you said figure out what's going to happen or give a guess on what's going to happen just because like we have no idea besides the fact that they want to go south what's like what's your plan is the dialogue's kind of a smoke screen because every time the boy's like papa don't go in there and he's like we have to and then they go in and then sometimes there's nothing i'm scared sometimes there's naked bodies and then he goes run so Rawr. but only only 100 feet in the backyard not any further because you get too tired god forbid all right hey never been in his shoes before so walk a mile in his shoes um all right for the next meeting uh we're gonna be finishing the book since it is quite a short read um so just keep that in mind if you are reading with us on our schedule um but yeah uh we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back for meme competition welcome back to the competition portion of today's episode where we'll be doing the meme competition so if you're listening to the podcast right now I highly recommend tuning into the youtube so you can actually 
see these memes, but hopefully we can pick it up a little from some of our past performances recently. I can't even remember a really good meme that's happened recently. The last one was Besides- good. It wasn't our best, so I think we were just saying it because we literally have been so bad that it was just gener- marginally better. And Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully today we can step it up a little. I don't know if I brought the goodies today, but hopefully someone did. Uh, we'll go in the order of Tyler, Jared, me, then Christian. We'll wrap us up. So, Tyler, if you're ready to kick it off, all right. See what see what videos you have in store. Win no videos. Twenty twenty four. That's the real question. Tyler made his memes in five seconds <laughs> today at lunch. AI, AI generated. <laughs> AI generated. All right. <laughs> what? What? The viewers at home. We might have an early contender for the. No, 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 no. This is this is the guy that jumped at the judge. Yeah, but how does that how does that relate to yeah. what they saw in the base? <laughs> I think it's funny. The the uh the miss punctuation of the pair and then just some random ass guy (laughs) all right let's go all right jared sometimes you have to go back to go forward (laughs) baby skeleton i was thinking i was thinking about using something similar but baby i did not i honestly don't have these labels so i'm just gonna drop one and send it (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> All right, back up to the top. coming out left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> I like that. That's a good meme. You always start off with your worst meme and then you get better. That's the whole point. <laughs> this might be a pretty bad meme for me too, honestly. I don't, I don't know if it's good. <laughs> he's got a violence warning strike like against it. our channel yeah it's on family guy this this might be an early candidate for 2024 worst meme of the year i forgot i made this <laughs> i'll one up you guys with a bad meme i I actually hate myself for making this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I hate I didn't see it was a gift. <laughs> I couldn't take myself seriously writing that out. <laughs> All right, this is my all right, final round. 
Great start to 2024. <laughs> That's a good one, Todd. Yes, I like that. Is Tyler back? He might be. This year, twenty twenty four is the year. He's getting. He's he's getting edgy again. I just I love deep fried memes. <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> it's the avatar meme. It's been going around on Twitter, and I was like, oh. "Good morning." <laughs> I thought I thought she used the gun. Turns <laughs> out she didn't use the gun. <laughs> no longer makes sense, but in spirit. <laughs> Should have just put a Minecraft block over it. <laughs> Last meme of the day. <laughs> All right. Oh, this is gonna be tough. Actually, we have, we have like a lot of average memes. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was not bad. That was an improvement. Let me let me let me, let me go through the list uh, for everyone at home. Uh, what the player saw when it pop up with the skeleton, uh, the dog, uh, with Nam going back in the background, uh, Christian with the kid that slightly something's off, uh, uh, Peter Griffin, uh, skin color, and then uh, another family guy back to back, uh, with the brains blown out, uh, cocaine Elmo, uh, the gift of Vince McMahon, uh, rising up, baby Gronk, the Rizzler Phantom Packs. Uh, uh, when your dinner choice is between eight year old beans, eight year old child, and then the avatar meme, and then the mom shooting herself that didn't actually shoot herself, and then uh, Christian with the filled in what is that called when you fill in stuff? There's a game, you guys remember that? All right, let me type in my actual votes. Um, stuff. If any of the viewers at home thought of any memes during this competition, go ahead and toss them in the Discord chat. Yes, the Discord chat labeled community memes. That's what. Oh. This is pretty balanced. It might not have been our best with some heavy hitters, but. Yeah, I feel like the scoring is going to be uh, interesting. Yeah, we need Potential. to come up with a better, better way to track the scoring. Yeah. <laughs> Potential for a tie here. You need to just create an Excel sheet that has, like, once you type in a name, it gives the points or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, all right. I'm ready. I am ready. Also, Christian, are you good? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. Wow, Tyler with the unanimous win. Yeah. I'm so proud of myself. This is it's gotta be the first meme I've ever won. Nah, it's gotta be the first one in a while. It's gotta be the first one I'll see. Your first one. <laughs> Starting off the new year new year right. New me new year new me. New year three way tie for a second. New we 
Um, yeah, what, second was close between Kevin's dogs got some votes. Three Avatar, um, it's close, maybe. Well, I'm so glad I got a unanimous win. That's proud. proud. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll come close in the competitions this year. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Uh, but it's all right. I'll 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 take my victories when I can get them. All right. You're doing, you're doing scribbly out for this book or no? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. It didn't nerf you. All right. Um, so that was uh, episode 26. Um, for next episode, we're going to be finishing The Road. Um, so only a two-meeting a book. Um, and make sure uh, to watch the movie, The Road. I think it was released in 2007. Um, so go ahead and watch the movie before you watch the next episode because we will be discussing our thoughts on the movie and comparing it with the book. Um, we will also be giving our scores for next week. And Kevin will be getting to pick our next book. It's all in his hands. Um, well, it's all the wheels' hands. The wheels' hands, but it's only Kevin's books on the wheel. So um, we'll know what, ne- what book we're reading next. We need five We need five books on that wheel. Boys, you better be one. Only one repeat on there, so there'll be zero repeats. But you, you better be ready to strap in to venture to a new genre. Starts with an R, and it's not realistic fiction. Romance. We're reading Icebreaker, boys. Um, all right. for real. I think I'm gonna put one romance book on the on the wheel because there's no chance that there's five books on there. I mean, we the wheel's just. The wheel is 100% just. So I trust whatever the wheel says. Um, yeah. So thank you guys so much for uh, listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Bye. Peace.